Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the New World Order Podcast. Coming to you on another frigid night here in Wisconsin. February is upon us. I think they said the groundhog did uh, whatever it is he does that makes spring come early. Doesn't feel like it this week. I think the low today here was like negative two. That's not counting the real feel. Uh, tried not to spend that much time outside today. Although Kai and I did uh, make a trip to uh, one of my favorite places in the world. You guys know how much I love Ikea. Um, this was an awesome trip because we literally went there and bought the most random collection of useless things. We didn't really need not a piece of furniture. Although we were going to get these really cool hooks to put in the stairwell that comes down here to the basement. Because I bump into the stuff that's hanging on the walls now and the way they're hanging they always fall. But we totally forgot about that. So I think we honestly ended up getting, um, shit, some Tupperware, some plastic spoons, <laughs> um, what else? Oh, they make like these, all these different sizes, like little Ziploc bags, and they're actually really good. We got some of those, um, some rags. I, I bet we didn't spend $40. <laughs> and anyways, it was just, uh thing to do. We went out and had some dinner, lunch, dinner at a place called, uh, what was it? Oscars. It's kind of like, uh, I feel like it's like a, a mom and pop version of Culver's for those of you here in the north who know what Culver's is. Some of you in Florida probably have experienced Culver's because they're starting to pop up down there strangely, but not many places in between Wisconsin and there. Yeah, that was, you know, came home tonight and, uh, hung out. We watched, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which I know came out like for, I don't know, came out in the summer, I believe. Uh, I just never got around to watching it. We rented it on Prime or whatever. It was actually really good. Uh, if you haven't seen it um, and you like the uh, Ghostbusters movie, I think you'll really dig it. Uh, Paul Rudd's in it. Uh, the kid from uh, Stranger Things. Uh, a lot of homage to like the, you know, the original Ghostbusters and stuff. Way better than that crappy one. They came out a few years ago with uh, Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, and I don't know, a couple other people. I, Melissa McCarthy and Kate McKinnon ruined that one for me. I watched about 45 minutes of it on FX one night, and I was like, these two are so terrible that like I think the only thing I could watch them do is die. I can't even stand to watch Kate McKinnon and those stupid cell phone commercials. She, I literally just dislike her. She's like right up there with Stephen Colbert, I think, for me. Like, I just... Every day that they live is a day too many. I know that sounds terrible, but that, that's honestly how I feel. Um, Kai brought it to my attention last week that I mentioned Costco, and I never went back to it. Um, which, to those of you who listen to the podcast, probably no surprise, I go off on a rant or a ramble and never come back to the original thought. So anyways, we renewed our Costco membership um, last week. We had done some uh, Instacart orders from Costco when we were in Madison dealing with waiting on Daisy's surgery or whatever, and they were really good. And while we were in there, we were like, we, should, we had a membership at one point. We let it expire. Um, you know, the closest one, both of the ones that are near us, the close, they're like 45 minutes a piece, which, you know, whether you go south or, or north. So it was kind of like, eh, and the Sam's Club's only like 20 minutes away, so... But uh, after being in there, we were like, you know what? They have they have a lot of nice stuff here. 
I know they're totally one of those annoying liberal companies, but like I said last week, you can't boycott everything that has political differences in, than you, or, you know, at that point, then you're no better than Neil Young or all these other whiny-ass liberals trying to get their music taken off of Spotify. Um, that being said, so we're in there and we're getting our cards made. You know, they take your picture and uh, do your card, like right there, which is more than I can say for the DMV, who for whatever reason needs like a week to get it to you. So I got my official paperwork. If you guys remember, for Christmas, my daughter bought me like a square foot of land in Scotland, which officially makes me a lord. So I got my actual deed and all that from my castle and stuff over in Scotland. And uh, the, the girl, I was telling the girl at Costco about it that was, you know, doing our registration or whatever. And I think they were relieved to have somebody like us in line because most people are like, eh, it was really busy. And I was like, whatever. I, for the most part, on the right days, just try to have fun. So she actually put Lord on my Costco ID. And those of you who are friends with me on Facebook can vouch and, you know, on my personal account say you saw it. Uh, it's legit. But yeah, so that was my Costco story. Um, but it was funny. Kai was, I think she was kind of embarrassed, but everyone that was working there was kind of getting a kick out of it. And I was like, you know, Costco acknowledges me for the Lord that I am. I'm seriously going to look at what it takes to get it on my driver's license, because why the fuck not? I mean, if, if Fauci can be called a doctor, I mean, I should, be, I should be able to have my title as Lord. I think there's actually more realistic paperwork for my Lordship than his uh, doctor license, which I believe hasn't been renewed in 30 years. Anyway, um, so I was thinking the other day, you know, sometimes I always think about the music thing. Sometimes I try to not, you know, when I do them, I try not to do too many artists in the same genre, same time frame, kind of, you know, like I'm not going to sit here and do like Pearl Jam, Alice Chains, Nirvana, like a bunch of grunge bands in a row. So I like to take it in all different directions. Um, so this week I got to thinking about the devil without a cause, the American badass, the bull god, kid motherfucking rock. Um, the Detroit player with the long hair waving, middle finger in the air, Detroit's other son. You know, he's been turning heads and making waves. The only way Kid Rock really knows how to do uh, with his new releases of We the People and Don't Tell Me How to Live. Um, honestly, to listen to Kid Rock is to love him. You know, in a world of fakes and bullshit and overproduced, auto-tuned, oversampled music, like, Kid Rock is real. You know, what you see is what you get. Um, you know, from his early beginnings, uh, yodeling in the valley, uh, trying to be the pimp of the nation, and you should look up those jams. These were, like, old-school uh, 90s white guy rap songs, but uh, still good stuff. Not, you know, nothing like what he's jamming out there now, being the whole megastar that he is. Um, but Kid Rock's got a great catalog of music. If you think about uh, the Devil Without a Cause album, uh, you had Cowboy, Ba With The Ba, I'm The Bull God, then you moved on to, I think it was Cocky was the next album, and had Cocky Forever. Uh, he's been cranking out rock and roll mixed with hip-hop for almost 30 years, which is nuts, because I don't know if you guys follow the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing or whatever, but like when you think about it, you don't think, like, Eminem was eligible this year. That's kind of nuts. That means he's been putting out music that long. Um, that I'm just throwing that out there. I was introduced to Kid Rock 
like I said, in high school, in the early 90s when I was at uh, Chippewa Valley High School in Michigan, um, the two with the two songs I mentioned, uh, Yolen in the Valley and uh, Pimp of the Nation. I, I think Pimp of the Nation might have been what his little mixtape EP was called then. Um, it's been so long, I, I couldn't tell you. Um, you know, Pimp Yodel in the Valley was kind of like his ode to uh, going down on a woman, for lack of a better word. Um, you know, Kid Rock was cool. He was cocky. He was different. Um, you know, and then he kind of exploded into the whole mainstream thing, um, like what, 96, 97, 98, with the release of Devil Without a Cause. I remember um, MTV used to do, you know, back when, we always talk about this, when they used to do videos, they'd have, what did they call them, buzz clips or whatever, and it would be like a video from like a hot new artist or whatever. And I remember seeing a glimpse of I Am The Bull God, and I was like, did that just say Kid Rock? You know, and here I am now in Tennessee, graduated, you know, in college, and I'm like, that is that the same? No. You know, and then I was like, holy shit, that's the same Kid Rock, you know, and the, I believe the I Am the Bull God video was actually filmed at the Fox Theater in Detroit, for those of you who used to remember on the weekends, I believe that was Club X as well. Um, not a place you'd really want to go, but for some reason a bunch of us always did. Um, but, you know, Kid Rock was always kind of known just because he had this, like, relentless hustle and was crazy amazing live shows. Uh, if you haven't seen a Kid Rock show, seriously, do yourself a solid and go see one. You can thank me later. I saw him, and uh, it was in Orlando when I lived in Orlando, and it was like it was like Kid Rock, uh, Fuel, and uh, David Allen Coe opened, and it was. I mean, we were on the floor. It was like me, Scott, um, this girl Heather that I, we lived with at the time, who was like my girlfriend, and I think there were a couple other people there. There were a bunch of us. It was just a wild time. I remember it was like people started like a mosh pit, and we were like, "Come on, really? This isn't the type of." But it was it, it was a great show. It I just remember um, it was after Joe C had passed because I remember they had the little thing come down and they did like the ode to Joe C in uh, Devil Without a Cause. But um, you know, Kid Rock sold over thirty million albums, and he's kind of hit like every genre. You know, you got rock and roll, hip hop country pop whatever his influences are kind of all over uh so i think it creates like this cool eclectic brand of music that all that there's something there for everyone you know it's just there's just so much flavor in it that every there's something you'll like you know um and like i said it, it's cool it's real you know it's not overproduced he's not trying to be something that he that he's not um you know, he's one, the type of artist, I think, that admires and pays homage to all the people that have come before him. Um, you know, like, Kid, you know, like, like myself, Kid Rock's a huge Bob Seger fan, which you got to love a guy for that, I mean, if you're me. And Kid Rock actually inducted Bob Seger into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame however many years ago. It was actually a pretty kick-ass speech, which, I mean, if you're going to induct Bob Seger into the Hall of Fame... You know, that's the way it had to be. He talked about how it was overdue, called him the baddest motherfucker in rock and roll. Uh, and it was it, it was awesome. I think the, you know, Kid Rock's induction of Bob Seger and Trent Reznor's induction of The Cure are two of the best ones um, 
that I've ever been. I'm not big on award shows because usually they're lame and stupid. Um, but those, you ever go on YouTube, you know, check out those. They're awesome. You know, Kid Rock's collaborated with everybody. I mean, obviously, we, you know, everyone's heard picture with Sheryl Crow. Uh, he's collaborated with Bob Seger, Hank Williams Jr., the insane clown posse, Eminem, uh, country star Jake Owen, uh, pop, hip-hop shitbag, Machine Gun Kelly, uh, and tons of other people. Uh, he's just one of those guys that, like, you know, he just wants to make music, puts music out there, and does his thing. He actually has a bar in uh, Nashville, and I, you know, I think they do like a karaoke thing there. And from what I hear, he's known to pop in all the time. He's just, you know, a man of the people. Uh, you know, he's an outspoken good guy, pro America, pro gun, pro Trump, anti bullshit. I think he was married to Pamela Anderson for I don't know five ten minutes. Um, he's a grandfather. He's cocky and humble. At the same time, uh, he's kind of like the American dream, if you think about it. Not Dusty Rhodes, but, um, you know, in his last two releases, I think kind of touched with so many of us. Because he's tired of the bullshit going on in this country. You know, which I said is very evident in the song, We the People. And the second release, Don't Tell Me, Don't Tell Me How to Live. Uh, you know, and the I think the thing I really like about Don't Tell Me How to Live is like a throwback to like that old... I am the bull god, Kid Rock. Um, personally, I, I freaking love it. Uh, I remember living in Florida. Uh, Scott and I were always driving around blaring Kid Rock. Like, we wore that CD out. Scott used to have this, I think it was a 97 Firebird, purple. Like, purple as fuck. Um, and we were always rolling around that blaring Bob with the Ba, singing Ba with the Ba at karaoke. Um, those were the freaking days. Uh, man. One day, I will post on YouTube the video of our karaoke club trailer, which I bet you can find if you go into YouTube and just type in karaoke club with a, a K. It was supposed to be like a thing like Fight Club, but it was about karaoke. We used to karaoke the hell out of life in Florida. No lie. When I was uh, in Orlando at Full Sail, we used to go. Um, it was called the Night Out Pub. Uh, it was right there by University of Central Florida. I believe it was Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Tuesday nights, I think, was the main night we would go. I mean, and then we would take a gang of people. We weren't really like a gang. We were just a you know big group of people. And I think it started out as a handful of us. And then towards the end, I think we took half our class. You know, you'd push 30, 40 of us rolling there with ridiculous bar tabs. The, the, the owner loved us. We get free drinks all the time or free food just because he was like, man, you guys are so entertaining. People come in here just because it's funny as hell. We actually uh, saw Johnny Knoxville, uh, Bam Margera, uh, Chris Pontias, and Steve, uh, Steve-O in there one night. That's a whole different thing. But, uh, yeah, we used to I – don't, I don't even think – I think last I heard somebody down – that Night Out Pub doesn't exist anymore. Uh, I was owned by this Egyptian guy. I believe his name was Ez. He's actually in our documentary. But, um, you know, we became friends with some of the karaoke guys. Um, it was good shit. I know it's crazy to think, like, karaoke now. But, like, that. I mean, we... And I'm not saying... We weren't up there trying to be American Idol. Like, you know, we would uh, go up there. We were... As Scott always said, we were there to entertain. Not to uh, woo people and try to get a record deal. But, um, anyways... Get a chance, check out uh, Kid Rock's new stuff, check out his old stuff, um, 
get, he's actually touring again. Uh, I saw that, uh, I think, on his Instagram. And he's actually not dealing with places that have mandates. Uh, so you probably only see him in some of the cool red states or in the rural areas. But he's worth checking out. He's not one of those people that sells you $400 tickets. Um, you know, you'll never meet a motherfucker like him. I think that's actually what he says in one of his songs. But uh, Kid Rock is good shit. Um, speaking of cool stuff to watch on TV, back to that. I watch a lot of TV. I don't know if you get that. Like, I actually, I don't know. I like TV. Um, last week, uh, I, I want to say we, but I don't think Kai watches hardly any of it. started watching Peacemaker on uh, HBO Max. Uh, Peacemaker is a DC Universe character superhero, I guess, played by John Cena of WWE fame. He actually, he played Peacemaker in the last Suicide Squad movie, the newest one with Idris Elba and Margot Robbie was in this one as well. And the movie was actually pretty good till the ending gets a little wonky, which I think is just what they do in those movies. I don't think they're trying to be like Marvel because some of them just go off the rails really quick. Uh, but, you know, aside from, like, Christopher Nolan's Batman movies and the first Wonder Woman movie, most of the DC stuff has been trash. You know, it's, it's just been bad. Um, the Flash show on TV has been pretty good. And I actually think there's a movie coming out uh, for The Flash, but this it's either this summer or fall. And it's played by the kid who played The Flash in Justice League, not on the, I don't know, CW show or whatever the network is. Um but yeah, Peacemaster, Peacemaker, I don't know why I keep saying Peacemaster. It makes you think of the Beastmaster from the 80s. But uh, Peacemaker is great. The intro alone is worth watching. Um, I, I freaking love it. There's a lot of, like, ode to hair metal in it, which reminded me how great that era of music really was. Like, we make fun of it. We all do. 80s music and hair metal. But, like, that shit was great. Like, it was just good Shit, you listen to like some old Poison, some Motley Crue, Faster Pussycat, um, Cinderella, Dokken, who, like, it's good shit, man. It just is. Um, and honestly, John Cena was born to play this part, and the cast as a whole is really good. You know, it's kind of funny, too, because I think of, like, when John Cena was kind of phasing out of wrestling and doing Hollywood, I was like, dude, he thinks he's going to be The Rock. He's not going to be The Rock. You know, Dwayne Johnson's one of a kind. But, like, Cena's kind of found his niche in certain roles. Like, he's great, you know? He's way more entertaining than I ever thought he would be. But um, I think there's only two more episodes left in uh, Peacemaker this season. They're doing eight episodes, so, like, the sixth episode just came out. They drop one, like, every Thursday. Uh, it's funny, violent, entertaining. It kind of has, like, that Deadpool feel to it. Uh, so if you like Deadpool, I mean, you know, obviously it's not... Deadpool quality, but it, it's good. Um, Danielle Brooks is in it. Uh, she played Tasty in Orange is the New Black on Netflix. Um, you know, and two two of the other characters were actually in the last Suicide Squad movie. They were like agents in the computer room. Robert Patrick of Terminator 2 fame actually plays Peacemaker's dad. Uh, it, it's honestly a really cool show. If you have HBO Max, check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, you know what else is crazy? Speaking of like DC uh, movies and reboots and everything, we're about a month away 
from The Batman being in theaters. I believe it's like March 4th. Which has kind of come off like this darker, edgy adaptation of The Dark Knight played by Robert Pattinson of Twilight fame. Um, originally when I saw this, you know, like, I don't know, an article on this movie and Robert Pattinson, I was like, come on, fuck that. Like, you know... And then I was, I thought about it, and I was like, okay, when they made Ben, Aff ben Affleck Batman, I was kind of like, mm, okay. And the Justice League movies and Batman vs. Like, those scripts and a lot of the CG were turd city. But, like, Ben Affleck was actually really good. Um, you know, so I don't blame him for that. This was originally supposed to be the standalone movie with Ben Affleck as Batman. And it just, I think there were some things in the script he didn't like. There were some other things he wanted to do think he didn't want to get locked into just playing this character um, not to change gears but while we're on Ben Affleck rumor has it that he's actually going to reprise his role as Daredevil in uh, Doctor Strange the Multiverse of Madness how all these Marvel characters from like wherever where you know Tom Cruise will be a, a, a variant of Iron Man and so on and so forth um, I was reading about that but um yeah, so they you know they released the first teaser of the movie, and I was like, okay, this this looks kind of neat. Did a great job of adding the Nirvana song, uh, "Something in the Way," was in it, uh, and then you know they released the longer trailer, and I was like, okay, this looks good. You know, I like I like the darker thing. Obviously, looks. I, I, my guess is they're going for an R rating. Um, you know, like Deadpool, like Logan, and uh, you know, look, it look it looks far more violent. I believe his adversary is the Riddler. Um, I don't know if it's like an origin story of Batman or it's just picking up, you know. It's one of those things where you, I guess we'll just have to see if it's its own. Oh, yeah, it's gone. It must be the whiskey. Just kidding. I'm just tired. Um, you know, I, I've always loved the Batman movies. Uh, but I, this one, I'm actually excited to see it. Um, and I mean... Who doesn't love Batman movies? I mean, to some extent. You know, it, honestly, think about how many Batman movies there have been. Like, you have the original four, you know, Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, um, and then Batman and Robin. So you had two with Michael Keaton, one with Val Kilmer, uh, George Clooney, the George Clooney one with Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl, and Chris O'Donnell as Robin. Arnold Schwarzenegger was like Mr. Freeze. It's fucking terrible. But um, the first two were awesome that Tim Burton did with Michael Keaton. You know, Batman and Batman Returns. And then Joel Schumacher did the last two. and He had a different direction. I almost felt like his movies were parodies of the Tim Burton movies. You know, and Joel Schumacher has done some good He directed The Lost Boys, you know. But uh, then you had the Christopher Nolan and Christian Bale Batman, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy, you know, and the, those were those were amazing. Um, you know, any one of those films is really great. You know, you could say that a lot of people say the Dark Knight, you know, was robbed of being a Best Picture nominee that year. I mean, Heath Ledger won an Academy Award for his portrayal of the Joker, and that was even a casting. I remember being like Heath Ledger. You know, when I thought about Heath Ledger, I thought about, like, 10 Things I Hate About You and um, The Patriot or whatever with Mel Gibson, like the Revolutionary War movie. And 
I was like, this guy's going to be the Joker. You know, I was like, ah. And then he came out, and, I mean, it's iconic. Like, you know, him playing that role almost made me not want to go see the Joker, you know, that Joaquin Phoenix did. Uh, and which, you know, that was actually directed by the same guy that did the hangovers road trip, uh, old school, no lie. Todd Phillips directed it. So, um, and then, you know, the Joker was awesome. And it was cool because it was a different adaptation of the character. Uh, it made, it almost get, you know, made you feel for the character, you know, there were some homages to Heath Ledger's character, but like, and then Joaquin Phoenix won an Oscar for playing the same character as well, which I believe it's only the second time in history that two people have won an Oscar for playing the same character. Um, yeah, I think, believe the first time was uh, when Marlon Brando won an Academy Award for playing Don Corleone in The Godfather, and then Robert De Niro won it for playing Don Corleone in The Godfather 2 because he played Don Corleone in the flashback younger scenes for those of you who haven't seen The Godfather movies. Yes, I'm a nerd. I know lots of stuff like that. Um, So, yeah, you know, you had the Christopher Nolan Batmans and you had uh, the Ben Affleck Batman and uh, Batman vs. Superman, Justice League, and then it was actually, he, you know, showed up in the first Suicide Squad movie, um, and now you have this edition rolling out, which... You know if it's successful, um, it won't be the last. Usually it almost seems like with superhero movies, there's always going to be at least three. If um, you know if the first one makes money, um, you know, the, occasionally you get those superhero movies that go straight into the shitter, like Green Lantern. Like, it was fucking awful. Um, I, I'm guessing there won't be another Wonder Woman as bad as the last one was. And the fact that they're not, I think the Justice League thing kind of, fell apart there with Henry Cavill or Cavill, whatever his last name is, not being Superman anymore. Ben Affleck not being Batman. So that whole thing may have gone away and, you know. But that's uh, that's 11 Batman movies. I mean, think about it. That's like on some Harry Potter level shit. Um, or James Bond. You know, how many of those are there? You know, obviously there's been, I don't know how many James Bonds. You have George Lazenby, Sean Connery, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, uh, Pierce Brosnan, Daniel Craig. So what is that, seven? And then whoever the next Bond will be. uh, I think rumor has it's going to be Idris Elba, which would be really cool because I really like him. Um, You know, and and the Fast and the Furious movies, which I, I don't get those movies. Like, if you like those that's cool, that's your thing, they just, they're just stupid, like, I think part of it is I hate Vin Diesel, like, I just, if you put Vin Diesel in the movie where, like, he slowly dies or gets tortured, I'm in, I'll watch it, but, like, any movie where he's, like, you know, some guy I'm supposed to root for or think it's, like, he's not cool, so, like, you can't sell him to me as cool, but, yeah, you know, and... I was thinking about it when I was, you know, talking about these Batman movies and stuff that uh, it's crazy to think about in the whole last couple of years how, like, going to the movies and the whole film industry has kind of taken a beating during this pandemic. I mean, theaters were closed forever. Um, you know, releases were pushed way back. Um, they started doing those, uh, 
which I love and I'm a huge fan of, but I get how pe- maybe people in the industry aren't of, you could stream at home, you know, like Disney Plus, like when uh, Black Widow was released, uh, Mulan, um, there was another one. I remember we paid the 30 bucks and just watched Mulan at home because by the time you drive to a theater, get popcorn or go to dinner, I was like, it's probably cheaper to pay the 30 bucks and stay home. Uh, I'm fortunate enough, I have a huge 70-inch television, so like, it's good enough for me. You know, we, I do love the theater experience now with the reserved seating, the recliners. They're not overcrowded. You don't have to get there super early. I mean, obviously, you still pay $20 for a Coke and a popcorn. Uh, but I guess they got to make their money some somehow. I even remember, I believe Scarlett Johansson actually sued Disney over money she was going to lose over Black Widow being, you know, dumped right into the streaming platform and not, I don't even know if it went to theaters or if maybe it did both. You know, obviously I get that you're going to lose some money that way because, you know, you're making six ninety nine a month or, you know, 30 bucks off of Disney Plus at home versus all the theaters and tickets you would sell. Um, you know, and HBO Max had movies that came out. You know, they they keep them for like two weeks when they first hit the theater. I think there were a couple movies and I can't remember which ones they were that I missed because I just thought, oh, they're just going to be on there and I can watch them whenever I want. A couple weeks ago, but I'm like, hey, that's gone. But uh, I remember we watched uh, Wonder Woman 1984 like on Christmas Day. I don't know, year before last when they released it, which was, it was fucking terrible. If you haven't seen that movie, don't see that movie. Um, other than, you know, Gal Gadot being, like, perfect, there's no reason to really watch it. Um, the Many Saints of Newark, the kind of Sopranos origin story, I watched that. It was amazing. Um, if you like The Sopranos, you will like it. You know, if you're not a Sopranos fan, you're probably not going to like it. Uh, Matrix Resurrections was on HBO Max. Um, the Last Suicide Squad, I think they did a, the Godzilla movie or Godzilla vs. Kong or whatever. The last one of those were, uh, you know, and you can go on there and it'll say, oh, coming, coming soon, this date, blah, 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 you know. I always look to see, oh, what's coming up? Um, you know, I think since all this started, honestly, I, we saw Spider-Man, what is it, No Way Home a few weeks ago in the theater uh, probably a month or so now and before that like I, I, I honestly I, I'm sitting here trying to think of what it would have been we saw I can't even like picture it in my head you know and that, because it's just been we've been watching them at home and it's like you know it's like even the um, Ghostbusters movie tonight we rented it through Amazon so you pay like your five bucks and you get it for 48 hours which whatever you know, I don't have to go out and go to Redbox or whatever. Um, which, I feel like everything's just going to be streaming before long. Yeah, I think even DirecTV, you don't have uh, hardware anymore. It's just like a direct stream. But, you know, I'm ex- excited to go see uh, The Batman. We'll go see that in the theater. I believe that's a theater-only release. But, you know, the move going to the movies and the whole movie industry... As a whole, it is. It isn't what it was. Um, you know, you, I was thinking the other day. I'd totally forgotten about it. The, the Top Gun sequel, Maverick. That's been pushed back so many times. I, I honestly don't even know when it's coming out. I think maybe this summer. Um, maybe it's in the fall. <laughs> but um, it honestly seems like if it isn't a Marvel movie, there's almost like 
no hoopla around it. You know, there's not all the big press or the big commercials. I guess with the Super Bowl next weekend, that's always a time when lots of it is. Yeah, it's next weekend. Uh, lots of cool trailers drop. You know, as commercials and stuff like that. I mean, that's the way it used to be. Who knows? Knowing our luck, it'll it'll all be fucking Pfizer commercials and telling everyone to go get pretend vaccinations and so on and so forth. But, um, yeah, you know, I used to think about, you know, think about it. You're in February coming into spring and, like, May kind of kicks off the blockbuster movie season. And you're like, oh, what's out there? What's coming out? You know, and it's like, okay, the Batman, Top Gun at some point. I don't know if the Thor movie is this summer. Uh, Doc, the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, which is supposed to have, like, more characters than any uh, Marvel movie to date, which I think right now is probably Endgame in the end fight scene when literally everyone's there but the variants. Um, you know, you, it's just like, it's this whole entity of Morbius coming out um, with Jared Leto, who leaves the DC Universe, another guy who played the Joker, you know, and now comes over to be Dr. Morbius, like the vampire bad guy. I don't know. It, it looks interesting. I'll probably go see it. But, um, yeah, that's kind of where, you know, where the movie industry, I just think about how much I used to go, like even, you know, like oh, you'd go one, I, I think for the longest time I would go see a movie a week. Like, and I'd be like, oh, I want to go see that. I want to go see that. Now it's like, there's not a lot. I think Kai and I talked about doing a, a date night with that. You see the previews for, uh. Chan the Channing Tatum movie with the uh, army dog. It looked funny. I mean, I like dogs. I think Channing Tatum is really good when he does comedy. I don't, you know, necessarily need to see him in, like, the uh, rom-com schlop shit or whatever. But, yeah, now I'm at the point where I've uh, finished my script, and I'm like, okay, do I uh, keep going? I'll leave you guys with... Uh, this thought. For some reason, I've seen in a couple different places online this week, um, like people talking about like Mount Rushmore's of sports or whatever. And I've been blown away. And maybe it's because a lot of people aren't huge hockey people or don't think about, you know, hockey today isn't what it, the players aren't household names like they were. But like, I kept seeing these Mount Rushmore things and no Wayne Gretzky. And that drives me nuts. Wayne Gretzky is probably the only player ever to be bigger than his sport. And I know people think, oh, nobody's. He is. Because without Wayne Gretzky, there's no hockey in Nashville. There's no hockey in Florida. There's no hockey in California. Wayne Gretzky made hockey relevant in America by being, I mean, he's the all-time leading scorer in NHL history. And if you take away his goals, he's still the all-time leading scorer with assists. Like, so the guy who was the best scorer in the game was also the best passer and most efficient passer because those passes led to goals. But, like, I keep, you know, I saw one with... Serena Williams is an amazing talent, but I'm sorry, she's not, she's not on Gretzky level. You know, and I was thinking about it. Okay, if I had to make... And I saw one with Babe Ruth. Like, was Babe Ruth really an athlete? I mean, the guy banged hookers, drank beer, smoked cigars. Like, 
who is he outrunning in a foot race? Like, maybe me, maybe Stephen Hawking. Um, you know, there's NFL linemen that would run circles around Babe Ruth. There's probably handicapped people that would. So when I think about it, like, I'm like, oh, man. You know, who would my goats be? And I don't, it doesn't even have to be one person from every sport. You know, if you put four people out there, I think, you know, Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, you know, and I sit there and, and honestly, a lot of people probably, you know, maybe it's a, in the main, I'm, I'd probably say Tom Brady or your four, that's, that's your Mount Rushmore. When you think of, like icons, success, you know, and I don't need on um, what they brought to the game. You know, it's not activism, it's not charity, it's not, you know, it's guys who were like the best at what they did. I mean, for as many rings as Tom Brady had, you know, people don't talk about he's the all time leading passer and, and touchdown passer. You know, we talked about that. Uh, when he announced his retirement. But yeah, th think about that. Think about who your Mount Rushmore of sports would be. I'd be curious to hear everyone's. Um, don't forget to uh, check out the merch shop. The Retro Lounge is open. Lots of cool tees. Uh, send in your requests. You know, there's old band tees, film tees, kind of a nostalgia t-shirt site. Uh, you know, I think I think about it all the time. I think about real cool things I want on a t-shirt. And I'm like, man, I wish I could. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that. And if you guys want to get in on it, it's the same link. You can follow, find the link on our link tree, which is on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, yada, yada. Um, but, yeah, check that out. Um, hope everyone has a great, safe weekend. Uh, stay warm, and we'll see you next week.